Hey guys, I'm Jen, owner of Jen Davis Design. And I'm Giselle, owner of Wander Design Co. We're so excited to welcome you to Better, a brand designer podcast. We have open and honest discussions about what it's really like to run a design business, diving into the stuff you don't see on Instagram. We're all about giving you actionable advice and fostering a supportive community of the coworkers you're missing. Just remember, the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Welcome everybody to Better, a brand designer podcast. I'm Jen. And I'm Giselle. And before we kind of jump into everything and start introducing ourselves to you guys, we wanted to go over a little bit more about why we wanted to start this podcast and what our goals are for it. Yeah, we are super excited because Jen and I had been We met online and we had started doing video calls with each other almost every week. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, we realized that it's so great to have a brand designer friend who we can bounce ideas off of and, you know, uh, talk about our struggles and other things that we might not know about that other one knows about. And we realized there's not really a community that we're aware of that's only for brand designers. Yeah, exactly. There are a ton of Facebook groups and podcasts and resources, blogs, all those kinds of things for designers as a whole. But you guys know if you're a brand designer, it is a very specific niche within our industry and it comes with its own struggles, challenges and really, really fun stuff. So we thought, you know, if we're having these great conversations with each other, you know, just the two of us, I feel like people could really benefit from You know, not that we know everything or that we are, you know, by any means like the end all be all on advice in our field. But we think you guys can really benefit from just kind of checking in with us, like hearing about our struggles, about our successes and um, learn from us, but also kind of find a community within this podcast. So that's kind of why we started. Yeah. And part of that community is hearing from you guys and Um, that involved us reaching out to a lot of you that are probably listening right now and getting some content ideas of like, what is it that brand designers want to know about? And what is it that they have questions about? And what is it that they just like curiously want to know about? And one of those is a future episode that we have planned about, you know, daily life (laughs) as a brand designer. Yeah, exactly. There are so many content ideas that popped up directly from you guys. And you know, before I started my own business, I did the same thing. I I jumped into research. I asked my potential, like my dream clients, you know, what do you want to see? Like what price points are you comfortable with? Like what values do you care about? And so we did the exact same thing for this podcast. You know, we, we jumped on Facebook and we made a, a survey and man, the response, it just blew us away because we had an inkling that what we had to share could be valuable for some people. But until we heard it from your guys' mouths, well, not your mouth, your fingertips typing, (laughs) um, (laughs) until we heard it directly from you guys, like we didn't understand like how big of a need this is to have, you know, this type of community, this type of advice, um, this kind of resource specifically for you guys who do branding design. And so we also came up with the idea of the name Jen actually came up with it during one of her walks with her dog and yes that's what I do my best thinking it's like a shower (laughs) except outside (laughs) we thought of better a brand designer podcast because we're not saying that we're better than anybody else but we're trying to be better than who we were yesterday as designers and that's really the anchor of this podcast Uh, not only for us but also for our audience 
A hundred percent. You know, it's all about slow, small steps. I mean, you can, you can do them quickly, but like everything that we want to share with you guys is going to be concrete, real takeaways. Um, it's not just going to be us kind of chatting, uh, randomly, you know, like everything that we share and we talk about on this podcast is going to be great takeaways that you can take and immediately implement in your businesses. Um, Better to me is all about just incremental steps towards being better than you were yesterday. And Giselle kind of covered this, but that's why our tagline is the only designer you need to be better than is the one you were yesterday. Not the girl you see on Instagram, you know, not like the agency designer, you know, not those big, big shot people who live in New York and do brand design for Squarespace and stuff, which is great. Y'all should check it out. The the agency that did the Squarespace brand is incredible. But, you know, like you look at all those people and you think, man, like, how am I ever going to be as good as them, let alone better? And you don't need to. Like yeah. every single day, you just need to be better than you were yesterday. And that is where our name came from. And that is our whole ethos and the reason that we are doing this podcast. Yeah, exactly. But well said, Jen. Thank you. <laughs> Our vision then, having said that, is that we are really here trying to build a community for brand designers. Of course, some of these things are also applicable to other industries or even other niches in our industry. So everybody is welcome. Um, We're just going to really speak with the hat of a brand designer on. Exactly. And we're here to really start genuine like real talk conversations, things that a lot of people don't like to share or talk about. It can be uncomfortable at times, but we're here to share it all because we're trying to build a community. And by doing that, it's by sharing as much as we can with each other. Exactly. Um, One of the responses we got from our research that really, really stuck with us was that one of you felt like this industry is so secretive and very competitive at times because we are competing for similar clients, especially if you have a similar style to someone else. But, you know, we're here to just break that all down. Like we are not here to to be better than you guys. Like we're just here to help you guys be better than yourselves. If that makes any sense at all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Hopefully that's making sense. I mean, it's making sense to me. (laughs) Yeah. I hope if you guys are confused, like, please reach out to us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And with that said, uh, our Facebook group is also there for that. And for us to share our wins and our struggles. And if any, I'm sure someone's already been in a situation that you're currently in. So always reaching out, like knowing that you have a community to reach out to. And on top of that, like, even just sharing mood boards and little things yeah, like that. Yeah, a hundred percent. Things that we I obsess of. <laughs> mood board Monday. I like it's a religion for me. So, <laughs> um, yeah, like our Facebook group is such an important part of this podcast because, just like Giselle said at the beginning, like we want this to be a two-way conversation. Well, three-way conversation since there's two of us, <laughs> but we want to hear directly from you guys. And you know, because most of us work from home, if not all of us. We don't have coworkers, you know, and that's probably mm-hmm. one of the reasons why Giselle and I really connected at first. Because it's like, wow, it's kind of like having a coworker, even though she lives in California and I live in Texas, you know. So think of the Facebook group as, you know, like your your big company, like coworking group, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's like the whole little spiel on what better is. And now that we're speaking about working from home. Jen, do you want to get started on the question for the week? Sure, I would love to. Okay, so at the beginning of every episode, we are going to share a quick question just to kind of break the ice and help you guys get to know us a little bit better. Um, 
just aside from all like the technical designer speak. So our question for this week is what is your guilty pleasure working from home activity? Um, You guys know exactly what I'm talking about when I say that, because, you know, it's 1 p.m. Everyone is at work. What are you doing when you're not working? (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and go first. My um, guilty pleasure working from home activity, it's kind of twofold. One, I like to take my laptop out of my office, sit on the couch and watch TV. And then I also end up taking couch naps because of that. So I've worked long and hard on not feeling guilty about that, um, having little midday breaks. And I'm sure there are people out there who do the exact same thing as me. So... (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've definitely done that before. (laughs) Yeah. No, we all have, girl. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I'm not a napper. So I definitely did that like a couple of times last month. Hey, when the work gets crazy, sometimes you just need to literally unplug. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, I could say that I have a very similar guilty pleasure working from home. I tend to try to stay away from taking my laptop off of my desk because it's connected to a second monitor and and my external hard drive. So it's kind of gets a little messy. So instead what I do is I grab my iPad and I put it as like my third screen and I just watch like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or something. I love (laughs) that so much. Oh my gosh. That is definitely my biggest guilty pleasure. I don't do it all the time. I just do it on more like brainless tasks because then I find myself like getting paying too much attention to the TV show. I should do that because during brainless work, like exporting files and stuff, I'm always scrolling on Instagram and I cannot work when I'm on Instagram. It just doesn't work. So Mm -hmm. I should do that. Yeah. Like you just get into a rabbit hole of like, oh, and then I wanted to do this and I want to check out this person and then I want to yeah. chat to this. Yeah. Oh, we are, the, the struggle is real with, with the Instagram scrolling. Yeah. You guys, you guys know what we're talking about. Don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep my phone away just for that reason. Otherwise, I'll reach out for it. I actually, I actually, this is a tip, designer tip. I hide my phone behind my laptop so I can't see it. And that might make yeah. me sound crazy, but try it and you will be like, I don't want to say twice as productive, but close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. I put mine, I, I have a carpet underneath me. So I just put it on the carpet underneath my desk so I can't even hear it buzz. <laughs> that is so smart. Literally guys, try it and let us know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> the second part of this um, very first episode of ours, um, we wanted to introduce ourselves and our lives to you guys, because like we said, this is a conversation. It's a community. It is so important for you guys to know kind of more about our backgrounds. Um, and we want you guys to consider us friends, even if we haven't actually talked to each other. And this is like totally like a new age thing. We wanted to share our design stories and the stories of how we got started in our businesses, just so you guys can have a little bit more information about our backgrounds. So Giselle, do you want to go first and tell us kind of how Wander Design Co. started? Yeah, it sounds great. Um, so I started Wander Design Co. in December of 2016. I had a few design jobs for other companies for a few years, and then I went freelance for about a year. And after, during that freelance time, I was actually trying to get hired. And I can elaborate more on that later. But long story short, the universe was telling me, you need to do your own thing. And I decided to take it seriously. And that's when I registered my fictitious name. That also was part of the idea that in the future, I would have my own um, design studio where I would have other people on my team and that's basically why I decided it with the fictitious name as opposed to my own name and decided to niche down to brand identity design with that. 
And since then, I've just been honing in on those skills and learning what it's like to be a business owner because that was totally something different and even changing the mindset to become a business owner as opposed to just calling myself a freelancer. Really. That is such an important, important distinction. And we could probably do an entire episode about mindset shift between freelance and um, entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, then, Jen, how did you get started with your business? Gen Davis Design actually started pretty organically. Um, when I graduated from college with my journalism degree, I um, I was lucky enough to actually to have an internship at um, Cosmo um, as, as part of their design team um, at the end of my uh, it was my senior year of college. And after that, I ended up getting hired at Women's Health Magazine in New York and worked on their design team for a little bit. Um, After about a year, I ended up getting engaged to my high school sweetheart, who just so happens to be in the army. So you guys know what that means. I um, I made the uh, the decision to quit my job in New York um, to get married, and we started moving. And every two or three years, we moved. So it was more of a I need to make this a business that can travel with me a moment than it was like, oh, I want to go off on my own and start this entrepreneurial journey. And I didn't really know if I had it in me at the time that I started. But looking back, I wouldn't have changed a single thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm so lucky that I'm able to carry my business with me um, as we move with the army. Um and, you know, I, I think all the time about, you know, what my career could have looked like had I stayed in New York and had I stayed working in editorial design. And, man, I feel like I'm living the dream right now. And, like, that sounds so cheesy. And y'all are probably rolling your eyes at me right now. But legitimately, I'm super, super happy with where I'm at. Jen Davis Design Branding officially started January 1 of this year. So it's been a little less than half a year of me just completely niching down to brand design. Um, So I am a little newer to the business, but my design experience goes back like pretty far all the way back into high school (laughs) when I was using InDesign to... uh, to make the high school newspaper. You know? so, yeah, yeah, that's kind of how I got my start. Yeah, that totally makes sense that you were part of the newspaper and then you did journalism. And <laughs> yeah, I realized that I like the newspaper because of the design, yeah. not the journalism. Yeah. But I'm super, super happy with um, with my education and it's really valuable and all yeah, that. Yeah, so. I was part of uh, the high school yearbook team. <laughs> and that's kind of where oh, I got started. The yeah. yearbook people <laughs> always took over our pub lab. They were so annoying. Yeah, we thought we, thought we were so cool. <laughs> oh yeah oh the yearbook people always thought they were cooler than newspaper i mean they kind of were like not gonna lie but you know <laughs> <laughs> so then let me get started and ask you three questions i have for you jen so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit better and awesome i'm gonna start off with what made you want to become a designer and how did you get started with that well i mean I've always been a really creative person. Like my mom will tell you that my favorite thing to do as a little kid was finger painting, drawing, that kind of thing. And back when I was in kindergarten and like, I'm not trying to boast here y'all, but like I was able to draw really, really well. Like I definitely had the artistic kind of intrinsic. I could look at something and make it look generally like it, you know, as soon as I could probably, you know, pick up a paintbrush, you know? Um, and like looking back at some of my work from when I was that young, like I'm 
I don't know if I could do some of it now. I'm not going to lie. Like I like art and, and drawing and that kind of thing that that's really where I got my start. And so I have always had that kind of creative bug. Um, and I've always loved visuals, you know, in high school with PowerPoints, I always just wanted to take the whole thing and make it look pretty, even though it didn't really matter. You know, um, I always was very, very a visual learner. Um, and so the transition into the design industry was pretty organic. Um, it was something that I was just really, really passionate about. I mean, you guys probably know you'll sit there in front of Illustrator and just do it until it looks beautiful and you lose all sense of time. You get into the state of flow. And that's exactly how I feel when I'm doing something creative, when I'm doing something visual or designing or something like that. So it really is a part of me. Um, and I know not everyone has that like, you know, history of like art and I mean, I say history of art, like I'm some kind of genius or something. I was drawing <laughs> pictures of horses, people. Um, but, but you know, like it, it is very much a part of who I am. Um, and if I wasn't doing graphic design, I would 100% be doing something else in the visual creative field. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy that I decided to pick something that was a little bit more lucrative than just being an artist. Although artists out there, you rock. I love your work. Um, I, I couldn't do a lot of the stuff that's out there. So, yeah, it's funny too. um, here, like comparing artists to designers. I, I have my own biases, of course, like, you know, we're not perfect, but (laughs) right. But, um, right. Yeah. Like having to explain to people that I'm not an artist, but I kind of (laughs) am. I know it is really funny because people value art and they value a business service very differently. So we have to walk that line as designers. I mean, you guys know that. So, so we know that you started like your career as a designer in the uh, magazine world. I guess I'm trying to figure out the timeline. Like you started your business January 1st of this year. Mm -hmm. What was it like before that? Was there like a gap between when you were last working at the magazine and starting your business? Yes. Yeah. I actually have a kind of interesting, like twisting, turning story to go along with this. Um, the summer after I got married, we were hanging out in Orlando for a couple of months before the army moved us to Alabama for my husband's training. And so it wasn't enough time for me to go out and get a job, but it was enough time for me to get really, really bored, really bored. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever had like a summer where you just sit and get sent to summer camp or something like that, but that was me. Like, I had a pool and that was about it, Um, which is great. I mean, Florida. But so I started an Etsy shop like any other creative person would do. Heck yeah. So I I actually (laughs) been there. I know y'all probably have so many stories about that. But I I actually really love doing watercolor. It's one of like my passions and I don't do it enough and I need to keep doing it. Um, I'll have to share some of my work with y'all in the Facebook group. But um, I know. Right. Like do work for yourself, everyone. That's a whole other that's a whole other um, podcast episode. But I was doing greeting cards. I was doing these cute little illustrations of little animals. And I would come up with these hilarious little like quips that they would say. And I I was really into like hand lettering like a couple years ago when it started to really like boom. And maybe I should have stuck with that. But (laughs) but yeah, so I started doing Etsy and I took that business with me to Alabama and it was actually doing pretty well. Um, I was able to pay like a good chunk of our rent with Etsy business. Um, But yeah, I I realized that the amount of time that I was putting into creating um, products, packaging orders, things like that, it wasn't worth the amount of time I was spending on it, if that makes sense. Like it was so much fun and 
I still have the shop. There's nothing in it right now, but, and I really would love to go back to it and kind of revisit it in some way. But as a, as a business, it didn't make sense. Yeah. So I stopped doing Etsy and then I just kind of started doing random graphic design. And I feel like a lot of people get started off this way where they will just take anything Mm -hmm. and everything that comes their way. And I ended up doing a bunch of, you know, just ran like business cards and flyers and just like anytime it was just graphic design, like I'll do anything you need graphic design wise, you know, Mm -hmm. and I realized that that also wasn't sustainable. So my journey is kind of like, well, this isn't working. Well, this isn't working. And then I finally, I finally landed on brand design because I found um, this designer, her name is Brie and she has a studio called Rowan May. And I'm sure many of you guys know her work. She is incredible. Mm -hmm. She started her course branding with Brie, which I highly, highly recommend for anyone who is interested in like the systems behind brand design. Um, I did that at the beginning of last year. And that was really what made me know that I wanted to pursue brand design 100%. So Mm. I, I rebranded myself. Um, since then I've rebranded myself a couple more times because I changed my logo like every two months. Uh, I know you're not supposed to do that, but we're working on it. Um, but yeah, so that's how I kind of got from working in magazine design to running my own branding business in Texas. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Kind of a crazy story. Yeah. Thanks. That is so funny. You, you said a lot of similar things to my journey. Um, including the, when you said Etsy, I'm like, oh yeah, Etsy, watercolors. Oh yeah, me too. And then when you said, oh really? When you said reading cards in your Etsy, I was like, oh shoot, that was my Etsy store too. <laughs> no, you're kidding. How have we not talked about this I yet? Know. That's hilarious. There are so many things that we're very similar on. <laughs> Literally guys, every single conversation that we had before we started this podcast, it was like, what? Me too? Yeah. What? Are you serious? <laughs> like, like every single thing and we we're like, all right, we got to, let's just fr- freaking start a podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? so. yeah. And say, reason we stopped uh it was actually me in collaboration with three other of my design friends from college and um also best friends of mine who actually became my bridesmaids and uh we also agreed like it just wasn't sustainable having to print orders and ship them and things like that even though we enjoyed it as like it was like our side hustle at the time because we all had Mm -hmm. um our own jobs and it wasn't like creatively fulfilling which is why we all decided to do this anyway yeah yeah I realized that I started just really not enjoying the work anymore which is crazy because I was doing illustration which is supposed to be so much fun and so just good for your soul I mean people always say if I had more time I would learn how to paint watercolors you know it's just like the stock answer when people are asked that that question I feel like but yeah it just started being a drag and that's when I I knew that it was time to kind of let that go and pursue something else yeah now I want to ask you without naming anybody tell me about your favorite client experience and what it what made it so good and this could include any of course like not just like gender based design clients okay so Man, my favorite client experience is definitely very recent. Um, it was one of my first as Jen Davis Design um, branding. Um, I I worked with a client who we just connected on such a deep level. Um, our values were the same. We both cared so much about quality. She was incredibly trusting of me, my design expertise, and my process, which I think was the main thing that made it such a great experience for both of us. I made a great, great brand for her. And I'm not just saying that to say that I'm great at branding, but I'm saying that because 
it was a recipe for success right off the bat. Um, she was like a dream client. Um, and in our talks, we really got to know each other and just that, that trust, that honesty, that genuine connection between us, regardless of her industry, regardless of, you know, my time or what was going on in my life. Like that is what made it such, such a good, um, experience for me and what it made it so good for her as well. Mm -hmm. And so then your least favorite client experience and what made it bad. (laughs) Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I knew exactly what I was going to say as soon as you asked that. (laughs) I'm sure you guys have like similar like horror stories. I wouldn't really call this a horror story. It was more of like a mismatch. And I feel like that happens so often. Um, This was before I started branding. This was with a retainer client um, that I was doing design for her studio. And she was great, like just great people all around. But there were a couple of moments when... I designed something and it didn't really turn out what to be what they had been expecting. And so they tried to discount my hourly rate because of it. Oh, that's weird. And like, I was such a new designer at the time that I didn't understand, you know, that you can't really do that. You have to pay someone the rate, the agreed upon rate if they put the hours in. Um, And so that felt really weird. And that made me doubt myself it made me you know think that they didn't like my style like you know and so there was just this breakdown of communication that happened and at the very end when I I called them and said hey like I'm gonna move on I I have other things going on you know um I really should have let them go earlier but I was scared to kind of sever that tie. And I did it in a really like professional way, you know? Um, but just thinking back to that time, that period of time in my life when I was working for them, it was like six months or so. Um, it was just not, it was not good. I was not excited to do work. I was not excited to open Illustrator. And you guys, you guys will know soon, Illustrator is my jam. So I'm <laughs> always really, really pumped to get into Illustrator, get that pen tool out, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, that, it was just not a good, it was not a good experience because of the, the communication breakdown and because they didn't respect my um, payment requirements. And, you know, like they, whether knowingly or not, kind of discounted me. And that like looking back, I would never, ever do that to someone that I had hired. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was just an all around kind of like, ugh, kind of experience. But I learned so much from that. And I learned never to discount my rate. I, I learned have everything under contract. You know, yeah. I uh, so many things that make me a better designer now because I had that client. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what this community yeah. is here for is like, you know, we yeah. don't know what we don't know. So just hearing other people say exactly experience that they had and what they learned from it, I think is super valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So those are your three questions. And now I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. All right. So I think these are going to be really, really valuable for you guys because Giselle is an awesome designer and she's been doing this for way longer than I have. So she has some great things to share. Um, with that being said, don't get nervous. <laughs> um, what is what's like one or two things that you wish you knew before you even started Wander Design Fell? Uh, well, one that comes to my mind like right away is choosing my 
fictitious name, Wander Design. The name came from my personal Instagram handle, Giselle Wanders. I've had that handle for years and I had a travel bug. Um, I went to Peru for my 21st birthday. I moved to Mexico for a few months after I graduated college. And then I um, went to hike the Pacific Crest Trail from the Mexican border for three months going north to like the California mountains and they're called the Sierra wow. Nevada. And um, and then since then, like just like doing a lot of like road tripping, um, visiting Mexico a lot, like doing just a ton of trips and basically wandering like the definition of a wanderer is that you don't have a set destination and that's basically what it felt like especially at the time that I registered my business I hadn't I felt aimless I felt like I had no direction and I just felt like I needed to do something and something needed to change and I just decided on that name and thought about like I feel like it should be something else but I'm just gonna make a decision and go with it I since then have been wanting to change the name. I just don't know what to what because now I feel like it's part of my identity and and it's hard <laughs> to get rid of it. But I don't know. I'm sure I'll change it at some point. Um, but there is another wander design and that's why it bothers me. And it's like, oh, I didn't like copy that person or anything. I just have my own experience with it. And, you know, right. in, we're in different states. So it didn't show up in California when I registered my name. So... That's one of the things. Um, And also like getting all of the social media handles, like before you choose your business name, make sure that you can grab all of the handles. That way you don't have like different name usernames for each of your social pages. That's really good advice. I think, uh, yeah, Jen Davis design doesn't exist anywhere else. So it's pretty easy for me, but I never thought about that before you register your LLC or whatever, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then I think the other thing, the second thing about, that I wish I knew before starting Wander Design Co. was um, knowing what sort of systems I had to have in place as a business owner, like register, like uh, recording my numbers every month, knowing like how where my growth is, and b- basically being strategic from the get go. And of course, like how could I have known that? Right, <laughs> I had to know that right, yeah. through experience, but also just. Um, I learned that just through other memberships that I signed up for and other investments that I made, like courses that I took. And I definitely recommend investing in your education when you know that you aren't good at something, right? You know, get a course. It's, Mm -hmm. it can be very affordable. And most of the time for me, it's happened almost every time except for one course, but that's because I didn't pursue it. Um, I've gotten my money back by learning something and then, you know, building uh, a sellable skill set with it. Of course. Yeah. I mean, investing in your business can be so, so scary. And we'll probably touch on this in a later episode, but courses, like if you're trying to invest in one thing, like definitely Mm -hmm. recommend. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the next question is, what do you believe is the biggest contributor to your current success? The biggest one, it's hard to say, but there are definitely a lot. Um, I think my... You can just list a couple. Yeah, I'll list a few. (laughs) One of them that comes to mind is mindset. I like spoke of this earlier, you know, switching from a freelancer to a business owner mindset really did a lot for me. And then I had a lot of limiting beliefs that I wasn't aware of and learning what that was and learning how to overcome that and becoming more, having more of an abundance mindset has really helped me out so much with my clients, my current success. That's awesome. A second thing would be, I think my personality really helps me because I, I'm very 
bubbly, but at the same time, I'm very mellow and I'm very positive. Um, and one of the biggest things is like, I, I just naturally am a very grateful person. Of course, like that doesn't make me perfect. I'm definitely not grateful all of the time, but (laughs) when something's going wrong and I think about the things that are actually going right and like being grateful for that, that really turns it around for me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, gratitude every day. Like I, I try really, really hard every day to wake up and write down five things that I'm grateful for. Um, yeah. it, can be, it, can, it can be hard sometimes, but when you really think about it, like the fact that I get to sleep in a bed and like get to sit at home all day with my dog. I mean, hello, working from home is such a blessing. So yeah. 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 That's so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you the same question that you asked me. Um, tell me about your favorite client experience and what it was about it that made it so good and your least favorite client experience and what made it a negative experience for you. So my favorite client experience, um, I've had so many and I'm again, I'm like super grateful that I've had so many amazing clients. Uh, but, but one of them that has repeated a few times is when I send um, the client the first proof of their brand identity and they just reply with, I absolutely love it. I don't want any changes. Oh, the, the music oh, to my makes, ears. <laughs> I know. It makes me so happy. It makes me feel like I really did, like I did put a lot of research into it and it just all paid off and like I was able to understand the client and it just made me, it validated me to know like that this is what I should be doing. Yeah. That leads into my least favorite client experience and what made it so bad. I actually have a worst client story that I can say later, but maybe we'll say that for another time. Okay. But, um, <laughs> my least favorite client experience is when they just have a lot of feedback over and over and over to give to the point that I, I start questioning myself and like, like, wow, like, am I a terrible designer? Like, did I lose my mojo or whatever? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what I know, happened? it's so hard. And, and it's hard to not take it so personal, but you know, you always have to remember that, that it's not you and it's not them either. It's just like, there's some sort of miscommunication going on between the two of you and you just have to figure it out. Right. And right. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what doesn't make it so fun sometimes. Right. Well, thank you for sharing. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to, um, our little mini interview of each other. Um, uh, at the end of every single episode, we're going to make sure to outline um, a couple of takeaways for you guys. This one was more of an introductory episode. Um, so our takeaways are for you guys to get to know us as people and as designers. Um, and we also want to share more about how you can get connected with us. So Giselle, do you want to talk about our Facebook community? Yeah. So if you guys aren't already in our Facebook group, please go ahead and ask to join because we, again, as we said, and basically killed to death the, <laughs> our concept of building a community. If you have any questions at all for us, go ahead and send it to our inbox. We have an email specifically for that. The email is inbox at betterbranddesigner.com and it'll go to both me and Jen. So we'll read it and um, we'll either reply to it or we'll use it as part of our end question every episode we have an inbox question answered and maybe we'll pick yours for that episode that'd be awesome i I always love like getting those little the questions answered at the end of um podcasts especially with newer podcasts it's like you know we it's not like we're getting hundreds of thousands of questions so your question could very well be included at the end of one of our episodes so definitely take advantage of that um but yeah so 
the last part of each episode. I know I keep on saying this is the part of the episode when, but you know, we're, we're figuring it out as we go. It's, it's okay. Um, we like to do an inbox question like Giselle mentioned. And um, our inbox question for this episode is um, what are the best places that we like to go for free design resources? And I'll just, I'll just go ahead and answer graphicburger.com. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's great. Um, I use it for mock-ups primarily for when I'm doing client um, d- initial concept presentations. They have a lot of really, really great editable Photoshop files that you can download completely free. It's not buggy. They're very, very high quality pieces of um, design work. So highly recommend Graphic Burger. Yeah, that's such a great one. And um, another one too that you can check out is creativemarket.com has a freebie section at the top left side of their menu as a recording. And um, every Monday, they actually restock it with new freebies so you can download. They, I think they usually have about six. And then if you end up buying something that's $15 or more, you can download the three exclusive ones as well. And I like to check that out every single Monday, downloading all of the freebies, even though I'm probably never going to use them. <laughs> Just such a they're... good reminder. Honestly, like <laughs> I probably have a library of design resources that like maybe I've used 0.2% of like, let's be real. Yeah. You know, like I've got so many icons, <laughs> so many mock-ups. And with that, thank you guys so much for listening. We are so excited to have you on board. We want to be a part of your design life. Um, we want to be a part of y'all's lives in general. So hit us up in the Facebook group email us um we are here for you guys we are doing this podcast not because we're trying to make any kind of money but because we truly truly care about this community and we want to be there for you guys yeah on top of that too we're sure slash hoping that our ideal clients are not listening to this podcast because we're being so honest and not that we have anything to hide it's just that we're being super vulnerable here like answering you know each other's struggles and questions and things like that. And yeah. The things that yeah. you're not going to see on Instagram, those are the yeah. things that we want to talk about on this podcast. So yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well then talk to you guys next time. Yay. Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Subscribe wherever you're listening to make sure you don't miss an episode. I bet you've got a designer friend who'd enjoy it too. So share it with them. If you'd like to submit an inbox question for us to answer on air or want to get in contact with us directly or are interested in a guest interview slot, reach out at inbox at betterbranddesigner.com. Working from home got you down? That's exactly what our Facebook group is for. Search for Better, a brand designer podcast to join us. And visit us online at betterbranddesigner.com to learn more about our podcast and each other. 